Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is web designer turned domain investor, Leanne McMahon. Today, Leanne and I discuss finding a place under the sun and how she's making a name for herself in the domain industry, sifting through domain sales data. Next, Leanne and I chat about how web design, search marketing, and customer service roles intersected with her first attempt to flip domain names via Flippa. We then peek into Leanne's outbound toolbox to discuss Mailshake and how she's used it to dial in and perfect her sales-through rate outbounding hand registration domains. And last but not least, Leanne also reveals and discusses a list of 4,000 plus available one-word dictionary.com domains with GoDaddy estimated value in tow. And so with that, Leanne, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today. Hi, Alvin. How are you? I'm doing well. So glad to have you on the show. Yeah, pleased to be here. I've listened to maybe about 20 episodes since I've started doing so slowly working my way through your back catalog but there's there's quite a few so it's taking some time (laughs) that is awesome well then for those that don't know you um that don't follow you on twitter uh why don't you just give a brief overview at a high level just a bit about who you are maybe a personal professional background just high level summary Sure. So I'm quite new to domaining. I've only been dabbling for about a year and maybe only quite seriously for about six months. Before that, I worked um, in a complaints department for uh, a retailer over here called Argos. They have a a home delivery branch. Um, So if someone got a wardrobe delivered that didn't have a handle, they were straight on the phone to me. It was the worst day of their life and I would try and um, sort, sort it all out for them. So I did that for a few years and sort of built a bit of a web design business on the side because I've always known that I wanted to work for myself and I've always dabbled in little things and all of those things have needed a website so I learned a bit of web design through that built that up and then when I got fed up with people shouting at me all day I thought I'd just take the leap and and go full-time with the web design so I've been doing that for a few years now but I'm really drawn to the domaining side of things and I really want to go full-time with that within within the next year or two so at the moment I'm just building a portfolio anything I sell I'm reinvesting it continually learning that's what's so great about Twitter as well the community over there and then I'm just posting on Twitter with what I'm learning as I go things I'm finding uh, useful that other people might find useful and just sort of taking people on my journey so for people like yourself it's um, a lot of the stuff I post is, is probably old news in terms of the things I'm trying out but been quite useful to to newer domainers so just trying to keep myself motivated and keep people sort of on the journey with me so they can learn as well that is great and one of the things that that i find intriguing just about your journey uh, i mean even in that you know summary that you gave is how you've managed you know to jump from uh you know that customer service into i guess you'd say web and search marketing now into domain investing and so i guess now growing up did you always i guess have a lean towards tech or towards web or i guess what type of background do you come from yeah towards tech like my my family were quite techy in themselves i've got an older brother and he's quite techy and uh, my dad's quite techy so I grew up around computers, so I always found that quite easy. You know, at school, when other people would get stuck on things, I kind of already knew how to do it just from from playing around with things at home. So, yeah, but I was one of those people. I never really knew kind of what I wanted to do. So 
were drifting from from things and yeah I didn't really know well do you know what I didn't know what I wanted to do until I found domain (laughs) (laughs) let's say that that is awesome now it's clicked and I think okay yeah this is this is the path but honestly I've never enjoyed a, a work type thing as much as I enjoy domain so I'm, I'm completely set on on making it a, a full-time job. Now, you're also, uh, I guess, somewhat of a stats fan, you know, so you, you love working with numbers. I do, yeah, just seeing how... So I was just browsing down one day and I saw in their footer they had a transaction ledger, which I didn't even know, I didn't know what that meant, so I clicked through. And it was just a list <laughs> of the last sort of five or six sales on there, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. And then... I'd sort of refresh it throughout the day and there was new domains being added. And I thought, okay, these are the kind of domains that are being sold. Um, And it just got me thinking really of, you know, why these domains? Because as when you see any domain list, you think, why did that sell? Who's interested in this? What's the, so I thought, okay, how old are these domains? What's the character count? What's the search volume on them? And um, through doing that, I saw a few interesting things and being new to Twitter, I, I didn't, at that point, especially, didn't feel like I had much to con- contribute. And I thought, well, I'll put that on, see if anyone finds it interesting. And I think in that first tweet, I did actually say, you know, if this isn't interesting, tell me, because it took quite a bit of work to do. And I find <laughs> it interesting, but, you know, stop me now if this is old news, because this could have been documented f- for years. You know, I, I don't know. So I put it on and, yeah, other people were like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. That's interesting. And uh, it just sort of gained some traction. So, yeah, I do like stats. I like what they... I like what they show you because a list of things doesn't show you anything. And then sort of drilling down into the details, it's, it's, it's very revealing. Well, and, and, and it wasn't just any old body that was looking at these stats. I mean, you had, you know, you had some of the top people that I saw were commenting on it or saying, thank you. They thought the stats were interesting as well. Um, I believe Braden Pollock, he commented at one point. I saw Mark Levine, uh, Logan Flatt. And, you know, just some of the some of the the top industry professionals that have been doing this, you know, at least for a decade or so. So the the fact that here it is, a newcomer stepped in, took this data, begin to, you know, sift through it and then try to make correlations where there where there could be correlations made. And then the other is just, you know, letting the data be the data and, and just put it out there to see what happens. And so, like I said, I think you you found not only your place in terms of the domain industry uh, or or rather a niche in two, but I think it, it, it definitely uncovered a lot of things that are just you know, sometimes left to to chance or left to wonder in, in regards to why certain domains sell. Because I think through your stats, I was looking through and I was just amazed at how many of the domains that you had reported on were some were less than oftentimes less than like five days old, meaning yes, that someone went out. Old. Yeah, exactly. Somebody would go out, register this domain and then, you know, flip it for, you know, anywhere sometimes, I guess, for like a, a three-figure value uh, or four-figure value in some cases. And that's just, you would hear something like that and you say, man, that 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 can't be possible. I mean, everybody else is saying their whole times or two and three years, like, how is this happening? But, hey, it was. So, well, um, so and, and we have the stats to prove it. <laughs> Yeah, and for people like me who are interested in outbounding for, you know, getting those sort of three-figure sales to reinvest in a portfolio, that really spurred me on because you could see 
you know, it could have been the same person every time, I don't know, but you could just see that it was possible because people were hand registering a domain and two days later it was on the transaction ledger. So that, you know, if, if anything was going to show you that that is possible to flip domains like that, um, that showed it. So um, that's one of the biggest takeaways for me that I got from those Dan stats was that uh, outbounding hand registrations is is feasible. Now, before Dan came along or Dan stats came along on your radar, like how did you actually get into domain investing? How did you stumble upon this little rabbit hole? It's just through looking away for a way to sidestep from the web design. So I've, I've kind of run, run my course with the, the web design that I, that I do. Um, I don't enjoy it like I used to. And I don't know if I ever was in love with it. I just knew it could get me out of my day job. And, and it certainly did that. And I'll, I'll be grateful for that forever. But um, <laughs> I knew, I'd say maybe for the past couple of years, I've been thinking, okay, how can I sidestep from this and do something else? And a few things floated around and then kind of domains. And I'd forgotten. It was only when, so I opened a Flipper account when I started all this and was doing some stuff on there. And then they contacted me and said, oh, you've actually got another Flipper account from like 10 years ago. So we should merge these together. And I thought, have I? And then I went to check and it was (laughs) from when I started web design. I'd had a flipper account and I was trying to flip a few sites on there, but I'd also sold a couple of domains on there, which I'd completely forgotten about until about three, four weeks ago. But back then I didn't have the same mentality. I'd I'd try something and if it didn't work straight away, I'd go, okay, well, that doesn't work and I'd move on to something else. So I think that's what I did then. I think I sold a couple and then maybe I didn't sell a couple more and I thought, okay, well, this isn't worth my time and and moved on. So through looking through something else sort of techie to do, and, and something that's not as customer facing, you know, web design, there's a lot of back and forth and right. that's really time consuming and quite draining sometimes if you've got a particularly awkward customer. So for what can I have that's maybe a bit more like a product where you buy it and then you sell it and there's maybe a little bit of admin in terms of transferring the domain name if it's not a fast transfer, but I fancied the idea of something a bit more productized. So yeah, started leaning back towards investigating domains and I bought one on the closeout. It was christmaswrapped.com and wrapped as in wrapping a gift and I listed it on Afternick for I think it was 297 and it sold within 12 hours so then I was like oh okay well yeah this is (laughs) this is worth investigating again so yeah that just got me down the rabbit hole then of like okay let's see if there's any domainers on Twitter and let's start seeing if there's any forums and I'm really digging into it. So that was only only about a year ago that happened. So, but yeah, from then I thought, okay, yeah, I need to find a way to make this work. And seeing people do it on Twitter full time and things, I thought, okay, yeah, let's let's go for it. Now, I think I ran across your profile somehow or another. And the only thing that keeps coming to mind is that it was like, I think you were dabbling in the land of like search marketing or domains that had SEO, some yeah. sort of SEO value. Exactly, yeah. That was my first uh, foray into domains. I had quite a few um, quite strong SEO domains that I'd used just to, you could just 301 redirect them and it would pass on quite a bit of link juice and pass on uh, a lot of links. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to use those for the projects I was using them for at the time. So um, I'll try and sell them. Um, and I did sell a couple of those, but it's, some you had to build out a bit to then get someone to buy it off you for um, a few hundred and they're quite hard to sell because they're not always the ones with loads of juice aren't necessarily the ones that are like the prettiest sounding domains either ah. so so that's that was tricky and they didn't have enough juice to be 
that people would buy it regardless. So I was kind of hovering around a, a middle ground there. So then I've started experimenting with a few a few other things. Um, I do have a couple of domains on domain juice. Is it domain juice? No, market juice market market. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but people will know. Listen, they'll be shouting it at the phones. I do have a couple of domains on there. Yeah, I do. If I see one, um, I get one. But uh, at the moment, I'm looking for something that I can do predictably and sustainably for me to step away from web design even more and to give me money to reinvest in my portfolio so that I can step away full time. So at the moment, I'm all about how can I make a few thousand a month and SEO domains, I think would take a lot more thought, whereas there's other things I'm doing that seem to be working a bit better. So I'm I'm concentrating on the ones I'm seeing better results from and putting my attention onto those. Fabulous. And so one of the things though, that I, I guess that my mind comes to is you have a web background, you have a, a fairly decent understanding of domain names. And so I, I know listeners are probably like, well, why not just begin to develop domain names? You already have the the skill and the prowess in terms of delivering uh, a website. So why not couple those two together and try to then flip a domain with the site or, you know, build a domain out, build the SEO juice and then flip that site? Why not go that path versus just going the path of domain investing? I mean, I might do that in the future, but at the moment, I'm certainly feeling like I'm kind of done with web design or at least need a break from it. So <laughs> she's like, like <laughs> she's like, web design is looking like customer service. <laughs> yeah, that's just too much like hard work. Um, I, can, I can see me doing that in the future, but at the moment, I see a couple of my domains where I think, oh, I should build on that. And then I just kind of sit down to do it. And there's just, there's no motivation there to do it. It's, it's just not enjoyable for me at the moment. But I think, you know, if I had a break from it for X amount of months, then I think I, I probably would quite enjoy uh, building a site out now. It's just not not the immediate future for me, but um, I can see how that could pay dividends down the line for sure. She said is not enough juice in the tank, not enough <laughs> juice in the squeeze. No. <laughs> like, nah, you're not going to get me on that question. You're not going to light a fire in me on that question. She's like, Mr. Brown, you got to try something else if you think you're going to get me down that path. No, I get get it. I get it. Because even from personal experience, I mean, my wife and I, we have something like uh, 16 sites that we've developed and Mm -hmm. the revenue comes by way of Commission Junction, the Amazon affiliate program, and then Google AdSense. But I don't do a lot of updating to those sites. I mean, Mm -hmm. I may take, if, if I see a site fall off, we may look and add anywhere from five to 10 articles to that site. But then it's, you know, it's another four to six months sometimes in terms of waiting for search, you know, search engines to pick the content up to, to rank the content accordingly. And then finally for the, that content just to find its resting place, uh, hopefully on page one of Google uh, Mm -hmm. and well above the fold. And so that, that just takes time, um, energy and effort and, uh, you know, a lot of people are just like, nah, I don't have that that sort of time or the patience. And if I did, I might as well go ahead and put it towards one thing. Uh, and that one thing being being able to 
you know, look for domains and flip those domains. So I certainly uh, commend you for knowing well in advance uh, <laughs> that that what you have energy for, what you have a desire to do and not do. And so coming back to the Dan stats, like how has working with those stats, because obviously you probably did a bit of domain investing prior to the stats, but then once you started reporting, how did that change you you, or I guess you'd say your domain strategy and how you looked at domains that you invested in or has it? As I said earlier, it really piqued my interest in the fact that people could register a domain and sell it two days later. So it really sent me down the outbound path and what kind of domains you could sell outbound, which leads you to geo domains, which I know you know a lot a lot about and you did the uh, Namescon talk about geodomains, didn't you, this uh, this year? And that was really enjoyable. So, yeah, it sent me more down down that path. And I've had a few uh, attempts at geo outbound. And the, f- the first one, I sold a couple. And then the second time I tried, I sold the first two that I did. And I thought, yeah, I've nailed this. And then I didn't sell the next 10. So then I, <laughs> <laughs> so then I just kind of stopped and I thought, OK, I need... I need a process, I need systems, I need to really figure all this out. So I took about a month doing that in between my day job. And I thought I'd figured out quite a good system and I put it into practice. And um, so far I've outbounded 10 on my new process and I've got three sales from that with a fourth one, um, hopefully pending. So I'm just going to run that for another 10, see if I can get the same sort of results. And then if I can, I know that that's, you know, my process is working and that's kind of predictable to a degree, not enough that I would then just quit the web design, but enough that I can, I know that that would be a few thousand each month to be, to be reinvesting. So yeah, the dance stats pushed me down that, that path. I'm on that path until I, until I make it work because the jump from not really having a portfolio or, you know, having a hundred domains to getting up into the thousand domains where you start to really get your passive sales, that's a huge, huge gap. So yeah, to fill that uh, would be really hard for anyone to do from just their day job alone, I think. I think they'd have to eat pasta every day for years. So, yeah, hopefully doing the outbound domain will give me the money to to fill that gap and then, you know, get really serious about domains and spend more than two figures on a domain, that kind of thing. Now, what inspired you to say outbound? Because most people likely, especially early domain investors, uh, if you don't come from a sales or a marketing or advertising background, likely is the case, you're going to say, ah, you know what, I'll just stick to my day job. I'll keep registering domains. I'll just uh, post them on Dan or After Nick or wherever. And if I get a sale, I get a sale. Like, that is, I mean, you are 180 of that. So like what inspired you to say, I'm going after this outbound? I think you learn a lot about domains when you when you do it anyway, a lot about marketing, but also it's just a way of domains funding domains and sort of learning through that process. And like I say, not putting all my profits from my web design into domains. It's just filling that gap between not really having a portfolio and having a portfolio. So I guess through doing outbound and flipping domains quickly, you know, for, I mean, the last few that I've done, I think it was 370, 280 and 370. And that was in the space of about two weeks. And I wasn't, I wasn't pushing it that hard either. So then that's all money reinvested in. Whereas that would maybe be a month's worth of uh, money that I would put in from my day job. So hopefully the outbound just accelerates the end goal of having a, a more passive portfolio. Now, were those three sales that you mentioned, now were those hand registrations, I'm assuming? Yeah. 
yeah, hand registrations, they were sold within, let me see, I will just have a quick look at my little spreadsheet. Uh, of course. She's <laughs> looking at the looking at the data. We've all got a spreadsheet, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's taking its time to load. But they were all sold within, uh, I think one was sold within two days, three days, um, and the wow. other's within a couple of weeks because I had a, a sort of drip feed campaign with five days between each email and some salt. In fact, they all sold on the last email, on the third one. So I would have been holding it by then about 15 days. So yeah, all sold within a, within a month. Okay, so in terms of that outbound strategy, so are you using uh, software or are, is it all a manual process? Uh, no, I'm using uh, software. So the for the last batch I did, I used uh, Mailshake. Uh, really like their interface and they let you do drip campaigns they clean up your email list so it's kind of a little bit disheartening actually because you'll go to all the trouble of finding the email address finding the name you know trying to get a personalized email address for everyone um, and then you put it into a cleanup list and about a third uh, are wiped out as you know these are going to bounce or these we can't be sure that's their real address so so yeah. so mailshake does that all for you then it does, yeah. It's got, um, what's it called? Voila Norbert uh, is a, a list cleaning software and Mailshake has some agreement with them that if you have a paid plan with Mailshake, you can clean up, you know, X amount of emails. It's quite high. It's something like a thousand emails a month that you can run through it to, to clean up. And it gives you three categories. So one will be, yeah, this is absolutely fine. This is going to be delivered. Then it gives you sort of an amber version where it says, we can't be sure this is going to go through. <laughs> it's, I think they call it risky. And then there's a, another one that says, no, this is not a valid email address. It's going to bounce. And obviously you want to avoid bounces because you want to keep your email address active for as long as you can, because it will, it will get burnt. I just, um, I'm not doing outbound at the moment because I'm just warming up a couple of new email addresses because my, my last email got, got burnt. Oh um, man. I mean, that's just par for the course we're doing outbound really. Right. Um, but I got about six weeks out of it. And like I say, 10 domains. So it's quite easy to scale if you have some domains on the back burner that are already, already warmed up. So it's all part of the learning curve. I'm, I'm fine with it. But yeah, Mailshake will do that. So what I find is I'll get my leads and then, yeah, a third will be stripped out as not valid. And about a third, as I'm going through the leads, maybe they don't quite fit into the area that I was hoping. So I end up with maybe a third of my initial list that actually, uh, that I email. That's awesome because like I'm looking at, so I'm looking at Mailshake. It's Mailshake.com, right? Yeah, I think so. It's like a blue and pink color scheme. Correct, correct. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it and it's like, I think it says something like $60 a user yeah. per month. Um, and it, and it basically, you have mail accounts from any provider. It offers email personalization, advanced scheduling and throttling, automated email sequences, uh, which you mentioned. And mm -hmm. then, uh, what's interesting is that it also integrates with Salesforce, Pipedrive, HubSpot, uh, which I'm familiar with all of those. It allows for A-B testing over a thousand plus integrations with Zapier, which mm. is phenomenal yeah because that year almost shoot what doesn't it integrate exactly. with yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that that that's interesting because i hadn't heard of Mailshake at all so that 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 now kind of explains certain things i because I, I go man if i had to do outbound all by hand like mm. i quit yeah. like 
I nah, I'll stick a fork in him. He's done. Yeah, I, I yeah. would quit. But now understanding a little bit about your process of Mel Shake and you're probably, I mean, you're loading. Yeah, you have to do the heavy lift of loading these addresses. You probably have to do, a, or rather, I guess the question is, did you do A-B testing in terms of your email templates? Um, the and, yeah. Gotcha. And so you did that. And so it's really, it's the heavy lift of, inputting the contacts likely you know just getting everything set up initially but once it's set up it's probably pretty easy to then add a domain and you already have the template in place and and you just let it go now for your sequenced email like what is how, how many emails are you sending let's say to one particular person or how many emails could be sent uh i do three so i think if they're not interested after three it's just not they're just, you know, they're not interested or they're too busy or it's just not the time. So the first awesome. one is just sort of short and sweet, just says, I've got this domain for sale. Um, I'll put the price on as well, because I think if you don't put the price, it's easy for them to make assumptions like, you know, if you got an email saying this domain's for sale, if you're interested, contact me. There's a little bit too much unknown there. And, it, you know, oh, they're going to want thousands, you know, they, they're, they're scammers and they're just going to want to get loads of money off me. So for the first email, I just say, this domain's for sale. It's weird. I, I register them through GoDaddy just so that I can use that name as well because that's a familiar name to a lot of uh, non-domain people. So I'll say this domain's for sale. Uh, it's over at GoDaddy. It's $380, $480. I won't go higher than like 484 for any domain really cold. Not geos anyway. So yeah, I'll say that and I'll say, you know, if you're interested, drop me a line. And then the second email, I follow up. I don't uh, mention the domain sale specifically. I just, cause it's easy to follow up and say, Oh, did you get, did you read my last email? Did you, did you get this? It just, I find it a little bit desperate. So what, what <laughs> I put is I just say, I send them an article. I think it's a LinkedIn article to why geo domains are important for businesses. So my follow-up email is just like, Oh, Hey, I saw this article or thought you might find it useful. And it's just a way of, you know, bringing you back up to the top of their inbox, reminding them that, that, that you're there, but also just, being useful and sharing something good with them um, and then the last email I just put a bit of urgency on it and I say okay I'm sending this domain to auction next week if you want it you can have it for and I'll knock a, a, a bit off the original price and I'll say I'm going to start the so say it's a, a 380 domain that I'm trying to sell on the third email I'll say to them okay I'm going to send this to auction next week the starting price is going to be 280 so if you want it for that to save me the admin of the auction uh, you, you know you can have it and um, yeah, my last few sales all came from that of them saying, yeah, I'll have it for 280 or whatever I discounted it to. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got a system that, that, that you're basically working and fine tuning. And so like how much time do you spend in terms of, I guess, researching domains juxtaposed to researching the target audience for which that domain may be a good fit for? Uh, not too much because again there's there's software and things that can that can do it for you so I'll compile a list of services a list of cities I mean it's that classic old geo thing then you combine them put the dot com on the end and check what's available and then I just see one that will maybe pique my interest and then I'll go and check the search volume on it there was an iteration of my campaign where I would mention search volume but it didn't seem to didn't seem to matter you know they either thought it was a good domain for them or not they didn't they didn't seem bothered with that but I'll check it just out of interest because when you're negotiating, it's a good thing to to throw out there and also just showing, you know, the interest in that service. And that will, 
you know, if there's no interest in a service, there's probably not that many services in that city doing that anyway. So um, yeah, I'll just find one that piques my interest and then I'll um, I'll go and check the search volume and uh, go and see how many businesses are around doing that. And when I see one that's, see, I've got a process. It's all documented somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I can find a hundred leads for the domain, because I know full well that maybe 30 of them aren't going to be the leads I thought they were. So say it's um say it's a health spa domain and I'll maybe think I've got a hundred leads, but then a third of them, maybe one's going to be like a chiropractor or you know, something that's in a sim- similar sort of vein. I mean, no, chiropractor's not close to spot, but but you know what I mean. Right. Um, right. So a third will be lost from not actually being super targeted. And then a third mm. will get lost when I verify the email. So I think if I can have a campaign to at least 40 people, it has a good chance of success. So, yeah, they're, they're my benchmarks of fun. The main one is that it's a domain I like. And secondly, that I can I can get at least 100 initial leads for it. Interesting. And I guess the the thing that I find most intriguing about your process is that even though we both dabble, uh, I guess you'd say, or rather invest in geo service domains, right? So I look at your, I look at you and you're on one end of the spectrum while I'm on another end of the spectrum or just doing things different, but yet it works is that you're doing outbound, you're finding these names, you're registering these names, you're selling these names, mostly likely in a 30 day or less window for probably a fraction of what I'm doing, which is I'm not doing out outbound. Mm -hmm. All of my stuff is either inbound inquiries or uh, buy it now, whether that be uh, they they pay for it all up front or they do an installment plan. And so like okay. one of my recent uh, sales was Conroe Bell's bond mm. or bell bonds.com. Yeah. And what it, it, it is just an interesting thing. It's on a payment plan through Dan, but it, the domain was listed for thirty nine ninety five. Okay. And they're going to pay for it, hopefully, across this five-year period or four-year period. And it, it's just interesting to juxtapose these two things of out mm. one doing outbound, the other not doing outbound. Yet, you look at the longer time period, and it's like, well, which one is right? You, you could probably say both and, but you just really have to say, well, what what am I willing to do or put in in terms of the effort? And does it make sense, you know? in terms of what you're getting out of it. And I would say to both of those, I'm like, yeah, because if you could sell geos for, you know, $39.95 or mm-hmm. in most of my, most of mine are falling in the, the area of 14 to $1,500. But okay. again, they're on installment plans. Right. They're, they're going to be paid out over, you know, 12 month period, 24 month period. Versus, how old are these domains? Yeah. And, and most of those, you know, I'm going to hold those anywhere from two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's two to three renewals, whereas yours, you're not probably, I guess, you know, I mean, don't necessarily want to put words in your mouth, but you're probably not as concerned about the renewals or the the period of renewal, unlike myself, to where I just know, hey, you're probably going to be in this thing at least three years at minimum. Mm. No, uh, when I register a domain, I've got no plans of renewing it. But when I don't sell one, so let's say at the moment, uh, and obviously it's early days for, for my new my new methods but so at the moment let's say I'm selling three or four out of ten but the ones that I don't sell I don't see them as discarded and thrown by the wayside I see them as okay well now they're going to my portfolio and we'll see if I get an inbound on them so uh, but I think the two different approaches it's 
also dependent on, you know, I really want to build my portfolio quickly. So I'm going to do these outbound. I'm going to put that work in to get the money to reinvest. Whereas uh-huh. you've got you've got your fingers in lots of different pies and that urgency isn't there for you. So you're happy to buy them and, and sit on them. Whereas I could do that. But then, you know, I, I, my portfolio is very small, so I probably wouldn't see a return on that for a while. So I think for the position I'm in, with it being early days, I need to put that work in and flip them to grow my portfolio size to, to your size, for example. Yeah. And it and it also it makes me wonder if we are even investing in some of the same industries, you know, because there are certain industries that are likely going to move faster than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't you know, it's like I won't mess with any, I guess you'd say, low margin um, service industries. OK. And, and a lot of people I've heard have found, you know, success. They're like, oh, yeah, I purchased that for, you know, 10 to 15 dollars and I flipped it, you know, for 250. Well, let uh, me see. Uh, I'm just opening MailShake. I'm just going to see the industries of the ones that I sold. So one was solar panels. One was a co-working space. One was a com- cosmetic surgeon. And the one that's pending is a dietitian couple of health ones there right co-working i think is is really good especially lots of companies are giving up their offices because they've realized with the pandemic they don't need all that space so i could see co-working being a bit of a middle ground for for lots of people so that's a quite a nice area um and solar panels are solar panels you know that's right that's quite a good one well that, and it, that's very high margin a high margin business mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent and so you know, it makes me think about there are certain industries like electrician, roofing, yeah. plumbing, remodeling, like yeah. those that I know, okay, hey, I, I'll probably have to dip below that $1,400 yeah. mark. It's like, I'm gonna have to bring it down probably anywhere. I mean, probably about 500 is probably going to be tops in some cases, depending mm-hmm. upon the market too, because you could get into something like, uh, I mean, I'm trying to even think of a place like Onion Onion Creek, Missouri. I don't even know if that exists. <laughs> but the simple, you know, but the simple fact, like you would say Onion Creek roofers. Okay, yeah. well, Onion Creek roofers versus Austin roofers. Well, I yeah. know that Austin has, there are 14 cities or rather, yeah, 14 cities, which equivalent to 14 states uh, mm-hmm. with the name Austin uh, okay. as a city. So to me, I look and I say, well, I'm not going to go invest in that Onion Creek. I'm going to go invest in Austin because that's 14 different opportunities, markets, likely hundreds, if not thousands of opportunities versus the Onion Creek. It's like, oh, well, you might only have about 10, yeah. you know, 10, <laughs> 10 opportunities. And out of the 10, maybe only about three or four of those are going to be real opportunities. Yeah. And I find those kind of industries as well. They're so, it's all word of mouth and referral, right. you know, it's all that kind of thing. They're not as, they're not as bothered about websites. They don't, they don't need it as much. It's not as, as cutthroat. It's right. People will just recommend them. So it's, it's a harder sell as well. And they, and oftentimes what I find is that they will, they will quickly and readily use uh, like a Google business listing or Facebook listing or yeah. Yelp listing, Angie's list or whatever. They would rather use that, even though that's not, you know, they don't own that platform and mm-hmm. they could get kicked off that platform. It's like, yeah, we don't care. It's done good. Um, and it's it's the ease of use and not really having to understand a domain or manage a domain. Um, and so it's a kind of a bit of laziness there until, you know, you kind of, you get bit by the bug essentially mm-hmm. and either get kicked off one of those platforms. And then that's when you figure out like, oh shoot, I should have had 
my own digital presence. Yeah. Um, but it, it, they're just a bit more, you're going to have to be more hands-on in terms of, of the sale. But I think I like what you're doing in terms of using, you know, you're using systems and automation to actually do outbound, which is something that uh, I've just not even invested the time to, to do just because I, I understand one, it just takes a lot to get set up. But like you said, once you set it up, once you find your process, like exactly, it just flows. It does because there's a lot of setup as well in setting up the email address. So when I when I first did my my first batch of outbound, I don't think I wasn't was I know I used Snowvio, but um, I didn't warm up the address. I didn't have you know all the DNS records like DKMI, SPF, DMARC. Oh, wow. I didn't have any of those in, and they're all things that indicate to the recipient server that you know this is a good email this isn't spam so getting all that set up is work but again like you say once it's done it's done so it's like a couple of hours work and then it's done and you can move on and with MailShake, it's a couple of hours work getting it set up but then you've got a template that you can just roll out so the initial work for these things is is a few hours which still isn't isn't much really you know yeah when it's done it's done and then you can just concentrate on leads cleaning them out getting them into MailShake and uh, and chatting to prospects. So, yeah. Right. And I think that, and like you said, it's not really much work, but it's also knowing what to do. That's the, the, <laughs> the next hurdle yeah. to, to cross over because a lot of people are like, well, I want to do outbound. I know how to set up email. I can get, I can just go get a Gmail account and just start emailing people. Mm, it's like, yeah. well, okay. Yeah, you can. But if you truly want to be successful, there is a certain route, a path that you need to take. There is and what one of the biggest things I've learned in my so like I say, this is about my third iteration of trying outbound and trying different things. So my first round, I was getting open rates of maybe 30, 40 percent uh, on the good campaigns, some were 20 percent, some were even lower. Um, and then on my last one, I was getting open rates of like 60 or 70 percent because of the work I was doing to warm up the email address to put all the correct records in. So that was a bit of a revelation as okay, well. You can find all these leads, but if you're going into the spam folder or even the promotions tab, you know, on Gmail, I don't look in my promotions tab very often. I'm sure a lot of people don't. So if you're not hitting the inbox, that lead, you know, you may as well have not had it. So I'm I'm working really hard on the words that I'm using and not having any links in the email, not even having a currency icon, symbol, sorry, not icon, um, just any little things that might be a little red flag that might tip it into the promotions or tip it into spam. Because if you can get, you know, the the domains I mentioned there that I sold, they were all open rates of, you know, 70%. So if you can get in the inbox, that's half the battle. Uh, and if your domain name's half decent and you've got enough people to message in the first place. So these are the things I'm kind of tweaking at the moment. But that was a huge revelation for me of just take the time to sort your email address out before you do anything. And, you know, you'll you'll increase your sales just from doing that. In terms of platforms, like what platforms do you use to list your domains? I've experimented with Dan and Afternick. So when the new Afternick uh, landers came out, I thought, brilliant, it's branded with GoDaddy, that's great. But I didn't really see a difference in uh, my conversions through sending them to that page. So if I'm not seeing a difference, then I'm going to go to Dan, where if I upload the lead, it's it's 5%. Whereas after Nick, they're going to take 20 from you no matter what you do. So, so yeah. yeah that, it's, that's a stiff haircut right there. <laughs> yeah. When, you know, I've just talked about all the work that you put in to do it. And then someone's like, thank you very much. I'll take that payment for 20%. It just didn't seem right. So, um, I mean, I could do it off 
off any platform and do it privately but the, again there's just um that's a level of trust that you have to establish with them and it's another another barrier to getting the sale so uh for everyone uh, i think one went through uh after nick just because that's where it was set up and i'd already told them that and i didn't want to change it halfway through it would look a bit sketchy but the others i've just said okay i deal with dan they're a you know a, a transaction platform for for domains they have an escrow and everyone's just kind of gone okay yeah fine and just gone and done the transaction there and it's the same for me most of my most of my sales come through dan and i i had early success with after nick but have since gone cold so you know it's it's just hit or miss now i see there are a bunch of folks that are on Twitter who, you know, day after day, I see after Nick sale, after Nick sale, after Nick mm. sale. And I'm like, man, yeah. like, okay, maybe this is in it. And it likely is the case. It's more always going to be more about the domain and the quality of domain. But it's just interesting how some people have this knack for uh, after Nick pricing or the types of domains that that just often sell on after Nick versus, uh you know, because some of those same people, they're like, yeah, Dan, it, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's like, I can't get a sell on there. And I'm like, well, but, we're, we're opposites. Um, but it's interesting that you say this because um, I'm wondering how many of those people actually had the domain pointed to Dan. Because my biggest sale to date was an after Nick fast transfer, but the domain was pointed to Dan. So it really? was obviously, yeah, so it was obviously someone, well, I don't know how they found it, maybe through the search path, but so I'm thinking half of the domains that are sold through Raftonic maybe aren't even pointed there anyway. Huh. I mean, it wasn't in my case. So right. that makes me wonder about, about other ones. So Well, and I did experiment at one time to where I would list on Afternick point to Dan and there would be like a price discrepancy. Right. Uh, but then I quickly learned, obviously, like it's cool to start an experiment out like that. But then what always inevitably happens is time catches up to you. Hmm. And if you don't go back and update the pricing, like right. you wake up to an excited email of you sold, but then you see the price and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah, the wrong one. Yeah. I'm excited, but that was the wrong one. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so I see that, but at the same time, like, man, is while you had a sale, it's like, yeah, but how much money did you leave on the table that you could have gotten more? But I'm like, that's always going to be the case. Yeah. So, so your biggest sale then has come through after Nick. It is. It was one of those beautiful moments where I wake up on a Saturday morning and you've got the email, this domain sold through fast transfer. And it was my first fast transfer one so there wasn't even any admin I didn't even have to go and push the domain to anyone or it was just woke up to the email it was done and I, I just thought oh this is the life this is great <laughs> <laughs> and well I think it was like almost like a what a hundred time return I think something like that yeah yeah it was I bought it for 25 dollars so it was energized.co was the was the oh, domain. nice yeah I got it on a diner dot auction for 25 dollars and I knew it wasn't the right sort of you know, energize would be the preferred version of that, but I just liked it. And I thought, well, it has a lot of uses and it could be, you know, a fitness coach or an energy drink or a gym. I, I just, it just uh, piqued my interest. And I know dotcos aren't amazing, but I thought, well, $25. And it was just back in November. So I was just starting to build a bit of a portfolio. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to get that. And then, um, yeah, I had it listed for 2888, I think it was. And so, yeah, five months later, 
In fact, it was listed for for lower. I was reminded on Twitter. <laughs> I think I had it listed for, I don't know, 998 or something like that. And then I heard uh, Nicole on a podcast. I can't remember whose it was, uh, Hyper Names. And he was talking about .co's and his one words and how he prices them. And after that, I was really fired up. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to increase my, my .co prices. So I went on and changed it to 2888. Yeah, five months later, there we go. Fast transfer sale. So I was on top of the world for days after that. Yeah, Nickel, man, he is a great resource talking about a .co expert who graciously uh, shares his data every year of just what he's done, what's worked. I mean, if you want to see a report, it's like the good, the bad, the ugly, like he is (laughs) the person if you want to learn about .co and uh, just in general, just about domain investing. I mean, he has some insight, some wisdom definitely can drop nuggets here and there for you that will help shorten that curve, that learning mm-hmm. curve. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm always appreciative to uh, catch up with him, whether on podcast or just in general. So yeah, yeah definitely hat tip to, to add hyper names. So yeah, he's amazing. And he just puts so much into the community and he, he finds it really important to, to share the full experience because we're all quick to post that we got a sale, but you know, he's also quick to say, yeah, you know, I did this, but then also, you know, this was the final <laughs> total at the end and it gives you a really realistic perspective of uh, domaining, which I don't think is even still really out there for, for new domainers. I think, I think they think it can be a, a quick thing and they can get rich quickly from it. And uh, I think for Nicole to put out that, that thing of, of what a slog it is and, um, how much money you have to invest into it is right. it's really generous of him. Right. Folks like him that that help people like yourself in terms of mm. just getting into the industry because it can be a it can be a money pit if you let it. Yeah. No, he sets expectations, which is really important because it's really easy to get swept up into all these tweets you see about after Nick Fast Transfer for, you know, ten thousand dollars and two thousand dollars and you think, yeah, yeah, I can do that, but yeah, he puts it all in perspective and shows you like, okay, this is a journey. This is going to take you a few years and, you know, you need to reinvest your money and you need to do this and it grounds you and makes you treat it more like a business, I guess. Yeah. Now, in regards to after Nick sales, now you've also had uh, some sales that have occurred on DNWE, which is, so for listeners that don't know about DNWE, it's really a, a platform that's geared towards, uh, I guess you'd say wholesale liquidation of domains versus... Yeah retail is going to be more after Nick, more of your Dan sales. And so DWE, like you, you found success there as well. Yeah. I've sold three or four domains on there. Um, if you've just got, a, there's a few domains where, that I, I was buying, you know, last November when I got energized.co, I was getting a few others. And then there's somewhere I'm just kind of like, Oh, I don't know if I'd renew that. I don't know if it's, I think I got a bit swept up in buying it and yeah, I put it on DNWE and I think a couple sold, I think one sold within 24 hours, one sold within a couple of days, and then one sold, I think, on the fourth time of relisting because the domains I have on there, they expire after 30 days, then you just relist them. So I just kept doing that. And then, yeah, one sold a couple of weeks ago um, on the fourth time of listing it through there. So, yeah, it's just a great way to liquidate domains that you're not planning on renewing. And is that something that you do regularly? Yeah. Well, the last few months, yes, because I've, I've... I feel like I've really learned a lot the last few months and then I can go back to my portfolio and the things I was buying and really having the mentality of, am I going to renew this? Because back at the end of last year, I just thought, yeah, I like that name. 
it's you know it's pretty cheap it doesn't matter if I don't renew it I'll just see what happens and I kind of had that attitude towards it whereas now I'm thinking okay I'm only going to buy a domain that I, I am going to renew rather than the I'll get this and see what happens unless it's one you know sav run auctions you can sometimes get a domain for a dollar on there so if I get one of those I'm happy to just get that and experiment with it and see what happens but for my main portfolio I'm I'm trying to look at purchases in the long term rather than like oh I'll see what happens within a year if I try and flip it and then if not I'll drop it trying to shift my thinking towards towards long term now I see says the blind man <laughs> yeah. and so then in terms of you know cuz one of the things that I think about in geo service domains and just in domain investing in general like I've heard folks like Riz you know he'll he'll use like a promo code and I've heard Logan Flat even Mark Levine some of these folks have have used uh, promo codes to purchase their domains and then you know they don't renew them after a year if they don't sell like is okay. that a strategy that you use or send me some promo codes and I'll yeah I'll try that strategy <laughs> not a problem no I never I've never seen a promo code more than just like valid for the first domain so yeah I guess I would be more open to just trying things out if uh yeah if I had some some promo code. I guess no .co I've had a couple of .co promos where you can hand register for a couple of dollars, you know, that kind of thing rolls around. Right. So I am open to doing that because it's it's not going to destroy me if I if I buy 10 of those to play around with. But yeah, just ultimately thinking long term, but happy to play around with the promo as and when they come up for sure. Now, outside of your investing in terms of geoservicedomain.com primarily, and then obviously you've had .co, like, have you been bit by the bug to start investing in other CCTLDs like .ag, .ai, uh, .io, et cetera? Yeah, I've got quite a few uh, <laughs> .ios. Yeah, I would say I've probably got, I don't know, 20 or 30 .ios. And I've got a few .sos, maybe about 10, 15 of those. Um, and I did, you're going to laugh, but I did buy some, so you know, that new domain extension, SBS, and everyone's just like, what is this? Like, it's to be like, um, it's like a charitable thing or like community. And, but honestly, they're like $2. So I just thought, I'm just going to get a couple of really good one word keywords from those because the the profits go to charity anyway. So even if you're not going to do anything with them or you drop them or they don't sell, at least that $2 is going to a good cause. So yeah, I did get a couple of those. I think last week I, I got about 20. Because like I said, they're like $2 a piece or something like that. So uh, I've got a few of those, but I'm under no illusion that I've, you know, I've stumbled on the next big extension or anything. I just thought, okay, it's for a good cause. I'll get a couple and, you know, just see what happens with the free year. So I haven't even priced them. I've just put them on make an offer because I wouldn't even know where to price something like that. So ah. we'll see if I ever get an inquiry. You never know. No dot VCs? uh no dot vc because i missed that promo i remember there was a big promo on wasn't there and i uh, i i missed the boat on that so um no i didn't get any vcs because i think to hand register it's maybe a bit more than i'd like it's i don't know 30 40 dollars or right at, le at least 20 I, it's more than i'm comfortable with and you know if you haven't got a killer one word it's uh it's a tricky one to sell so no i haven't jumped into that pool now, speaking of one word now, I guess a few months ago, you put out like a list, I think of like some one word dot coms with their uh, GoDaddy, I guess, estimated value associated with it. So again, I was just playing around with some software and I got like a dictionary list and combined it with a dot com, ran it through some software and it spat out all these names that were 
available one one words but um yeah there was oh strange. so those so those were available then yeah they're all available to hand register yeah. wow so i didn't realize okay but I, it was I, you know crazy medical terms and you know technically yes it's a one word.com but um yeah and i thought well you know what this i'll put this out here because maybe maybe there's something within here that um a couple of people find useful and i did get some dms from people saying thanks i've registered this that and the other i was like okay great brilliant man and it, i mean this is a pretty comprehensive list yeah it was huge i was, was like huge. Let me see. Let's see if I can get down. Yeah, I'm just think... trying to scroll to it as well, April. What is this? Like oh, yeah. uh, 4,000 some odd names, I think. I think so. Yeah, I found the tweet. So in the tweet I've put, in playing around with some data, I've compiled a list of 4,000 available dictionary domains along with their GoDaddy appraisal. These are mostly words you only read in a dissertation, but there may be, <laughs> there may be the odd gem if you work within certain niches. And I think there was the odd gem for, for certain people. I mean, I don't think I even fully went through the whole 4,000 because, you know, who's got time for that? But some people <laughs> saw saw a couple that they wanted and went for it. So, yeah, that's just another one of those things, you know, when you're new to the community, you don't always have a lot to offer. So I thought, well, you know, I found this. I'm not going to register any of these, so I may as well uh, put them out there, see if anyone else wants any. It is amazing to me because I don't know that you realize how unique your uniqueness is to the industry, if you will, you know, for you, it's like, Oh, I was just putting out this data. It's no big deal. You know, eh, we'll go grab lunch (laughs) versus for some people. They're like, Oh my gosh, I would have never thought to do that. I would have not known the first place to begin to even do it. And the fact that you're, you're doing it, posting it, that is your superpower. And you are, you just have a knack for doing that, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, well, what, you know, if you're not going to, there's a few things that I hoard, don't get me wrong. There's some things I keep close to my <laughs> chest, but if I know it's something I'm not going to use, then yeah, you know, put it out there, share it with the world. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like the thing that you may not find value in, um, you bring value to others. Uh, yeah one man's trash is another man's treasure or something like that yeah you know because if you think about it it's like if you look and say okay out of the four thousand names that are listed on this list of uh this available dictionary uh one word list or however you want to define it Mm -hmm. if you were to go through the list and likely choose a few names let's say hey you're probably not as successful but you put the list out, someone registered a name, and then they flipped it in like a week. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and who knows? It's probably happened, you know, because, hey, the domain investing industry in general tends to be secretive because when people figure out something works, oftentimes they'll stay the course until they've made what they've made and yeah. come out and say, okay, well, I did this three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that as well. If, you know, if you're working a certain niche, or, you know, right. you're not going to want to reveal it to the world and then you cut yourself off. So I can understand people not wanting to share certain things as well. Definitely. Yep. And then there are folks like yourself who, you know, have been gracious enough to share the Dan data or highlighted for us as well as, you know, just even these little odd and ends of like the available dictionary Google spreadsheet that you put together. I mean, it's those things that make the industry that much better. Uh, you want to see what I don't share, Alvin? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, about that. Yeah. About that. No. So, start getting DMs from Alvin. Like, hmm, tell me more, tell me more. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, 
about those other things that you're doing. <laughs> no, no, I think it's great. Like, so tell me this, like, what has it been like to uh, enter into the domain industry? Has it been hard for you? You know, have you been well received? Like, what's that experience been like? Yeah, well received. It's um, So yeah, first thing I did when I thought, okay, let's see what this domaining's about. And I think it might have been, yeah, it was just after I sold christmaswrap.com and that sold. And I thought, okay, there's something in this. So then I went to Twitter, I made an account and just started looking for domain domain people and following that. And then through that, I could see that there was some really nice people, really generous people. And I thought, oh yeah, this is a community I want to I wanna be part of. So then I just started interacting with people and then the damn stats thing came along really quite soon. I think, I think up to then I was just tweeting things like, you know, I tried this thing and it didn't work or I tried this and it worked just trying to document my experience a little bit, really just to keep me accountable and motivated. But yeah, everyone's been great. Such a nice bunch of people and yeah, really lovely community. I'm really happy. It just spurs me on even more to, to do this full time because uh, it's quite a solitary thing, isn't it? Domaining. So if you can have a community to share your wins and losses with, and get support from and ask questions. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Now, I know that you've had success with geo-service domains. So is that a niche? We all, and we all have niche. There's some that are, you know, brandable domain investors only. There are some mm-hmm. that are one word. There are some that are like Nico that are, you know, dot code specialists or experts. And so like, do you find yourself likely leaning towards uh, a certain type of domain investing or, you know, like what's on the horizon for Leanne? That's a good question. And I'm still, I guess I'm a little bit undecided. So the geo domain thing, the outbound thing is definitely a, uh, for now thing i'm going to find something that consistently works and then we're going to scale it and then that will give me plenty of funds for for a portfolio but i don't see it long term because it is it is hard work and um, i can't see me doing that year after year after year so i think the ideal goal would be to make enough money from that that i have a portfolio that's you know 1000 2000 and then you know the the idea from that is that you then get enough passive sales to pay for all your renewals and, and make a profit. So that's the long-term goal. And between now and then, I can't really say. I'm always trying different things, just trying to make a, a steady income to, to build the portfolio. So I'm not entirely sure what the future holds, but for the foreseeable, it will be geo outbound and perfecting that and uh, and reinvesting the funds from that. That yeah. is awesome. And so, you know, because because I think sometimes that that we can dabble in so much that we don't necessarily stumble up on, I guess you'd say, our thing. And mm-hmm. so we figure out what our thing is and stick to that. And while the, you can go and do other things, it's like, no, like, this is my lane to run in. And this is what this is what I do and do well, figure that out early and then just stay, you know, stay the course. And so, yeah. So the one, one question that came to mind though, was because I know that you mentioned about growing your portfolio to like a thousand, 2000. So how big is your portfolio today? Uh, it's about 400 today. So it's, it's, it's getting there, but you know, within there, like I say, there's those 20 SBSs and there's a few dot codes that I'm going to be dropping maybe about 20 of those that are like two word dot codes, which um, I don't know if there's really any legs in that. So yeah, I, I, and yeah, there's a few geos that I've outbounded that haven't sold. So maybe, maybe 20 of those. So I guess my long-term portfolio is probably sitting at around 300. And then I'm just trying to buy a domain or two every day through handreds or closeouts or just something like that. But then as I build the outbound and get the, get the money from that, I'm, I do plan on trying to learn 
a bit more and built my confidence to the point where I, I feel like I could buy some three figure names, which I know is quite <laughs> still quite tentative, but I haven't ventured that far yet. As soon as auctions get to the high double figures, I kind of chicken out. Um, so <laughs> I guess it's having the confidence to see, well, you know, these people are bidding against you because they see value in the domain as well. But I don't know, at the moment buying a domain for three figures with an idea that I'm just going to sit on it for two years. That's unthinkable at the moment. So I guess I need to build my cash reserves so that $100 becomes the equivalent of my my current $10. Well, that was going to be the next question of how, you know, do you see yourself leveling up into that that four that four figure mm. range? <laughs> She's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try three first. <laughs> She's like, and the interview just ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because. Well, and, and I get it because, you know, you you don't necessarily know who you're bidding against on the other side. And mm-hmm. the reality is when you start, the the higher you go in terms of your investment, oftentimes the longer the hold. Right. OK. And so it's like, do you see yourself really getting into that lane? And I guess at least right now, the answer is no, that, you know, probably even getting into that three figure land of making that type of investment, you're. You're like, yeah, I'm going to probably need a bit more data to to prove out that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. And by nature, I'm very risk averse. So um, no. I would only... <laughs> no, I could not that hasn't tell. Come across. No? no. Oh, no, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like the idea now of thinking of me buying a four figure domain to hold is just unthinkable. But I know that is the path that I know that's the end of the path that I want to be on. But um, um. I have a lot to overcome in terms of knowledge and uh, confidence and just like cash reserves, really, of just right. being able to be like, yeah, there we go. I'm just going to throw two months mortgage at uh, this domain and sit on it for five years. I mean, yeah, at the moment, I, I definitely I'm nowhere near that. But it is it is my future. I just right. need to, I just need to learn enough to get there. Well, I commend you because for a lot of people, they would throw caution to the wind and jump in uh, without a plan. And one thing that I can s- certainly say just uh, in, in our time and knowing one another is, you know, you're dedicated to the process. You're dedicated. You're not after just hitting a home run or a grand slam. That's not yet. Yeah, that'd be nice to do. But for mm-hmm. you, it's really learning the fundamentals and then, it, you know, using a using a sports analogy there, and especially baseball analogy, is really you're focused on hitting the singles with the geo service. Then work your way into a double and triple. The home runs will come in time. But like you said, it's really learning the fundamentals and you're allowing one thing that I think domain investors oftentimes don't do, the most successful ones do, is to use data to uh, help you make informed decisions. My approach is definitely going to be a slower one than some people who maybe just jump in a bit. But hopefully it will, you know, slow and steady wins the race, that old analogy. Right. Right. Yeah. I hope yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And I and I think you're you're proving you're proving that out because like I said, as you're providing the industry with stats around what's going on and what transactions are happening at Dan. I mean, that's just a sliver of what's going on in the entire industry, but Mm. it's an important sliver because many people use the Dan platform. But at the same time, I also look at that and I'm like, man, I can't imagine how that's just informing your decisions um, just 
innately through time of how you're sharpening and leveling up as a domain investor, just seeing the stats and reporting on those stats and then in turn, you know, using it to 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 bolster your portfolio. Yeah. And I think for everyone, just seeing that every day, I mean, obviously it's not happening at the moment, but in the very near future, they'll be down 2.0 and there'll be sort of new and improved stats for me to, to put out there. But I think everyone just seeing it every day, it just sort of subconsciously sinks in and you just kind of start getting a bit more intuition towards what's a good domain and what isn't. So I'm really looking forward to doing them again, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. And it's it's imminent and it'll be yeah, stats 2.0. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. More more information than than before. So it's going to be yeah, can't wait. Hey, I would not be surprised. If, you know, if six months, a year from now, you know, we're back on the show and we're talking, it would not surprise me if you had some sort of service offering around stats. Yeah. Would not surprise me one bit. <laughs> Um, in addition to what you're doing in terms of your own domain sales and own domain investing, it would not surprise me at all if there were something around that area of stats because it's 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 definitely needed, and I think it would be a it would help to you know the curb that learning curve for mm. a lot of domain investors, both old and new. Yeah. No, it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I guess we'll see with Down 2.0 and the, the the information that they give for that and what comes of it. Yeah, we'll see what happens, how maybe we can dive deeper into them or, I don't know, lots of thinking to be done, but it's going to be really interesting and exciting and, and it's it's soon. It's soon, so <laughs> the wait like, will soon be over. She's like, I'll keep you in suspense until then. <laughs> oh, I don't, it's just when Dan 2.0 launches, but I know there was a tweet a few days ago that said it was going to be in a few days. So, so yeah, as soon as that happens, it'll be full steam ahead. Well, good deal. Well, wrapping up and last but not least, I guess, is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners? If somebody says, hey, I want to get in contact with Leanne, like how might they do so? Uh, I'd just say head over to Twitter. I'm on there um, at Leanne Mack. Just drop me a DM. My DMs are open or, you know, get involved in a conversation that, that's going on there. And yeah, I think that's the, the best place for now. Well, I'll have a, a website for the Dan Stats, I think at some point, but I'm not sure what domain that will be on and not sure what form that will take, but there's definitely going to be too much information for a tweet. So that needs to take, you know, needs to go onto a blog or something like that. So just keep an eye on Twitter and I'll post on there when it when it has a home. Awesome. And with that, we're out of time. So Leanne, thank you again for joining us today and sharing your domain investing journey. Thank you, Alvin. I'll tell you, my, my heart rate at the start of the podcast was in exercise mode and now I'm back down to <laughs> now I'm back down to normal. So it's uh, really enjoyable. I tell everybody that comes on the podcast and says something like that. I'm like, and you're welcome for your cardio today. <laughs> yeah. It was like 111 at the start. So I was like, oh, okay. Don't need to go for a walk today then. Awesome. Well, thank you, Leanne. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.